This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Guard. Uh, You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so... Enjoy those on us, unlike some of those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for access to their websites. We do it for free, as does our uh, friend Gardner Goldsmith, who's sitting in with me tonight, Indeed. sitting in for uh, our normal co-host, Mark, who's actually down in Florida tonight. He's yes. uh, on a little vacay, yes. some much-needed R&R. I'm sure Mark would say... Maybe regular rather than normal co-host. Uh, he's a self-deprecating sort of guy. So, uh, yeah, good good job for him taking some time off. Hope he has, he's having a great time. Absolutely. And the show is, as always, where you can call about anything. And as I was going to mention your website, Garner, which is oh. libertyconspiracy.com. People can go there. And you give your stuff away for free, too, which is good. Yeah, you got to Give free it away now like good. the Red Hot Chili Pepper said. Baby. We like free. Uh, so, hey, by the way, want to welcome, before we get right into the phone calls, because that is the point of the show, you call about anything. I want to welcome our newest radio affiliate, and it's a big one. Uh, 970 WFLA is on board tonight in Tampa Bay, and I'm ex- I'm especially excited about this because, as you know, Gardner, I I came from Florida. I was born and raised down there. Spent 26 years in the Sarasota area, and left to move to New Hampshire. And we can talk about why I moved to New Hampshire in a little Some bit. Great reasons, that's for sure. But uh, so I, I'm I'm intimately familiar with uh, the Sun Coast and the Tampa Bay area, yeah. which is where the uh, you know 970 WFLA covers. It's the number two station in the market, 12 plus. Wow. The only station that beats 970 in the ratings is some you know old person's music station. <laughs> that's where every, everyone goes down there to die. So it's you can't beat the music of your life format or whatever they call right it. On, you know. Right on. Well, obviously the people who run it are making good decisions, and they made a good decision bringing you in, my friend. Yeah. I I think it was a, a big. Uh, I think it's their first weekend revamp that they've done. They added a bunch of new shows, and we were part of it. Yeah. So it's exciting to be on board. Uh, welcome to all our listeners there in Tampa Bay. The number here: eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll talk about why it is I moved up to New Hampshire here in a bit. But let's go first to your phone calls. Jason is on the line in Florida, listening to WFTL. Hello, Jason. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's uh, on Got a question for you. Watching all these pundits say that the race is over and the po- po- politicians' race for the Democratic nomination. If in fact it's over and Barack has won this thing, why are not all these undecided delegates running and setting up the uh, victory party for him right now? Why is this still going on? Well, uh, Ian and I were sort of chatting about that. What do you think, my friend? You asking me? I really I don't even know. I don't pay much attention to the uh, the Republicans and Democrats and all the ins and outs oh, of how their, it becomes their painful works. after a while. But uh, you know, I was watching a little bit of the the Democrats meeting down there uh, today, and uh, the whole panel weighing in on what's going on with the Florida delegates. And I think the reason that everything is not really shaken out yet is because people are wondering whether Hillary Clinton's going to drop the legal bomb and whether or not there's going to be real unrest because of Michigan and Florida not having their delegates seated. I think that's why there's it's been going on and on. It's like a bad dream. You just can't get up from it. And I think that's what's going on. People are waiting if the other shoe drops, if legal action is taken. And I wouldn't put it past her. The thing that I think I find hilarious is that, uh, and, and I'm on the other side just watching them go at each other's throats, is that uh, Barack is this uh, power to bring everybody together. He can't unify his own party, 
And if uh, and I don't understand why the media says it's over when uh, it's still going. The powers that be there can't uh, put it together. So hey, she uh, wants to, uh, Jason. She wants to bring it right to the convention. That's what she wants. But, I don't think she's going to stop. I, I don't know. Her ego just seems so huge that uh, it would be quite amazing if she did step away from it. I could comment on well, the she, media aspect of your question. Why do they just make these declarations? Because they feel like they can. You know, they feel as though they have so much influence over the people who who consume their product, the CNNs and the Fox News is out there. Oh, yeah. And so they just declare things, and they hope that that's the way things will go. I mean, we saw it happen with the Ron Paul campaign. They declared that Ron Paul wasn't a real candidate, and they barely gave him any coverage as a result of that, which was unfortunate, but that's the game, and that's how it's played. Luckily, things are changing in the world, and the Internet is coming up, as far as new media is concerned. It's really becoming a competitor to the old media kind of powerhouses, and they're losing... I mean, certainly, newspapers are really getting their butts kicked. Yeah, and uh, Ian, but, you know, you set me off a little bit, and Jason, you did too, because if you look at what's been going on with these primaries, one of the things that nobody seems to see... Is especially the media people. Every And, you know, these people work in this industry. If they took half a second to actually do a little research and look at some things, one of the things that's interesting about the Florida situation, I thought it was just the Democrats in their own party making a decision to move up their primary in Florida, and so they went up against national rules. Hence, the national rules said that they weren't going to have their delegates seated. So I said, you know what? Too bad for you. You guys made your own decision. You wallow in your own filth, you know? But I found out today that it was a bill. It was a bill that moved the primary for both the Republicans and the Democrats that was passed by a majority Republican legislature. Hmm. And that forced the Democrats to move their primary up. And so, of course, Hillary Clinton went in and campaigned. She wants everybody seated there. And Barack Obama didn't campaign. And what nobody is observing here, none of the pundits, none of these people. And what really ticks me off is I'm saying, why, are the, why is the state involved in a contest for popularity? It says nothing. It just it's within the well, party. probably because the Democrats don't want to have to pay for it, right? I mean, or yeah, the Republicans. Well, they, they save them. You're right. You're right. They go to schools that the the schools are air conditioned or heated wherever you are by government money. Sure. The police show up. They're they're paid for through tax money. It's not like the the parties reimburse them. I just do not it's understand. It's the same thing where they get money. Uh, they get money for their campaigns, or not their campaigns, but they, well, they do get money for their campaigns. Mm-hmm. They get matching funds, yeah. and they also get money for their conventions. Yes. a lot of money for the conventions yes. comes from Why uh, in the, the world? state. Um, Jason, now you're down. Yeah, exactly. You're you're down there in the belly of the beast right now, and uh, you know I'm going off on a, on a tangent. I'm, I'm exploding because this really bothers me. I I do not. If you're gonna have, if I'm gonna have the the president of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society vote, <laughs> you know why in the hell am I supposed to be able to get, uh, you know, police to to guard the thing, be able to have it in a school, and have laws written about how it's going to be conducted? It's insane. It's a great point, but Jason hung up, uh, so he's not going to be able to answer you. Right on. Uh, thank you for the call, Jason. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue with Mick in Pennsylvania. It's very rare that someone actually calls at the very end of a show, and I invite them to call on the next show at the top of the show. But Mick did it. Mick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Ian? Hey, what's on your uh, mind? Hey, uh, well, first of all, I just wanted to thank you guys. Uh, I started listening about six months ago. And uh, you guys really opened my my eyes to what's going on and whatnot. I actually work for the federal government. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty uh, disgusted already with what was going on, but you really opened my eyes to, you know, everything that was 
going on more and more. But uh, what I wanted to bring up, when I started listening, you guys uh, were talking about the Lakota Nation. Yes. Um, I, I was wondering if there was any more about that, um, where I can find out more and stuff like that. I was really interested, and I was wondering if there was any more about that. You know what? Uh, Russell Means had mentioned a website when he was on here. Russell Means is the man who's behind that. He's a, a, a great libertarian oh, awesome. activist and, uh, of course, obviously a Native American, also uh, an actor, yeah. Hollywood actor. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I can poke around uh, if you want maybe during a break or something and see if I can dig it up. I, I know that uh, we put his interview up on our website, and I might have linked to it there, but probably the best thing to do would be to just Google search Lakota Nation and Russell Means, okay. and you'll find out anything uh, you know recent. Usually our listeners are real Johnny-on-the-spot when it comes to sending in updates to a story, and yeah. so I would be surprised if I missed it. But it's certainly possible that I missed it. I can't possibly, you know, take in everything, right. every news item and every story update that comes out. I think the last we heard was that uh, there was some internal conflict, I guess, among the Lakota, where some of the Lakota were saying, well, we're not down with this secession thing. And Russell and, and his crew were saying, well, we're going to secede anyway. So right. I don't I don't know where it stands at the moment. If if you want to hang on, we'll see if we can dig something up. I don't know if you have access to the internet, but hang on, dude. Eight hundred. Right, thank you. Yep. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. We'll find out about the Lakota Nation in case you don't know about it. Uh, the Lakota tribe, which spans several states in America, is talking about or was talking about essentially withdrawing from the United States. Which nice. I think is fantastic. Way to go, guys. I wish we could do that here. Oh, in fact, man. that's the plan. I'm finding some meaning in my blood. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything. The live Saturday edition toll-free number, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And guard. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. So enjoy those on us. And they include archives. If you're a brand new listener tonight picking us up on WFLA in Tampa, you should know we do this show six nights a week, not just on Saturdays. And so if you've missed a moment and you've missed a lot of them, you can go to freetalklive.com and just download them right there from the front page of the website. In fact, you can download an entire year's worth of the show all for free at freetalklive.com. And you need to know that uh, in Chapter 5 of Freedom Engineering, an online anarcho-capitalist adventure series, Tad Galahad catches something in his spam can. Go to freedom-engineering.com to find out what. That's freedom-engineering.com, 800-259-9231. Just a little info for uh, Mick in Pennsylvania since he asked about the Lakota Nation and the status of that in case, you, in case you're just tuning in. I think it was back in December when uh, Russell Means, American Indian activist and libertarian, announced that the Lakota tribe was going to withdraw from the United States, essentially the U.S. government has broken all kinds of treaties. I mean, yeah. they've just broken agreement after agreement after agreement with the, the Native Americans in this country. And so Russell Means basically said, we've had it. We're done with you. And if you're not going to honor these agreements, then we're out of here. And that was 
the last I'd heard after that point was that someone, I guess, in some governmental structure within the Lakota had said, well, Russell Means doesn't speak for the Lakota, so therefore he's not, going, he's not going to get away with this. We like the federal government, and we're just fine, because they've got their flunkies, right, that have been right, essentially right. elected to uh, these positions. So after doing quite a bit of digging there uh, during the break on Google, it looks like Russell has got himself a website, russellmeansfreedom.com, and... It appears he is running for the president of the Oglala the Oglala Sioux Tribe. So it sounds to me like Russell is now running for the the position that was opposing him the last we'd heard. So perhaps he will get elected to that position and then have more clout, uh, if you will, to yeah. actually succeed. I would love to see him on TV even more, see him on, on the Internet more. He's a great spokesman for freedom, and I love the idea that uh, the Lakota Nation could pull land, property, out of, I'm looking at the map, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Wyoming, going back to treaties back to 1868. That is cool. Very cool. So we'll see what happens. It appears that their election is this year, November 4th, so maybe we'll know more in November of this wow. year. Wow. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We go to your phone calls, and we'll talk to Doug in Florida listening on WFLA. Hello, Doug. Hey, this is Doug in WFLA, Florida. I yes, was listening to you earlier, and you talked about the uh, Florida bill that moved the uh, primary up. Yeah, can you tell me any more about that? It was actually proposed by a Democratic legislature, <laughs> legislator, hmm. and and it passed unanimously. And a Florida legislator, both Democrats and Republicans, all voted yes to it. Oh, that's so sweet. That is just hilarious. And now all these people, they're hoist by their own petard, huh? Yeah. Oh man, you know these people who love the state. The state comes back to bite them, and they don't learn their lessons. They just looked at each little selective instance, and they say, oh, but the system isn't the problem. If we just put the right people in, everything would be fine. Ugh. No, sorry, the system is the problem. The, the, <laughs> the fact is institutionalized coercion and violence is always going to result in unintended consequences. It doesn't matter how nice the people are that you elect. Right. Doug, any other thoughts? No, that's all I wanted to clarify. Thanks for the call, dude. Thank we you, appreciate Doug. it. Uh, Daniel in Clearwater Springs, listening on WFLA. What did I tell you about this all audience? Right, FLA. Daniel, you're okay, on free talk. Okay, yes, FLA. Hello, Daniel. And uh, the reason I'm calling is about that uh, Father Flagger Who? that uh, was that Obama's oh, Trinity Obama's Church. Friend. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, the thing is, he also, now, it's not being reported on TV, but I heard it on the radio mm-hmm. on a few different stations that he's calling for uh, for white people in America to give up their 401Ks and to give up their trust funds, you know, for reparations. Oh, and the thing is, the Catholic Church, who has piggybacked them, you know, through the 2,000 years, it was Europeans. Right. And now, and that's why I, I was hesitant about that uh, German pope. I was hesitant about his, you know, election. Yeah. I think they should have stuck with a, you know, with a Italian. That's just my opinion. I don't see well, what the relevance of any of this is. Well, Who cares what some guy in a church thinks? Well, I don't. I think he should be defrocked. Are you a Are you a Catholic? Yes. Well, you should probably take that up with your church. Catholic. 
Uh, yes. Really, I mean, it seems like a non-issue. I mean, all, all kinds of people in religion have all various different uh, opinions on things. I don't really see how one particular guy's opinion is any more relevant than the rest of them. Well, you see, the uh, the Democrats are always crying about the evangelicals getting involved in politics. And this guy, you know, with his mocking of Hillary, which I approve of, Sure. you know, he he definitely was mixing religion and politics. Well, you know, it's it's, it's a huge double standard. I, I found it amusing what the guy was saying about Hillary Clinton, how when she was crying, she was crying because she was a white woman entitled to this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was sort of, oh, here we go again. Obama must be sitting there going, oh, why, do I, why did I associate with these kinds of people for so long? Well, we know why, because he wanted to, you know, get his street cred out there. But, uh, you know, that's all sort of horse race stuff uh, to me. Uh, you know, the organized religion, the the Democrats and the leftists and the collectivists, it's no problem and has been no problem for them, people like Jesse Jackson, to walk into a church and say that the government of the United States owes a particular group or a particular uh, particular uh, race or whatever something. And uh, it, on the other side of it, if conservatives do that sort of thing, talking about their issues like abortion or something like that, then that's mixing religion and politics. And, oh, for God's sake, it's terrible. You know, you know what solved this problem? Yeah. Out of Get it. rid of politics. Right. Get rid of the state, and then we don't have to worry about this anymore. How do you feel about exactly. that? No, we can't go to anarchy. Oh, that's you know, not anarchy. To... It's called the free marketplace. Okay. Well, I appreciate your show. Thanks for the call. Glad you're on this area. I'm glad you called. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Anarchy. It's such a... It's such a nasty sounding Everybody term. thinks it means chaos. All it no. means is the removal of government. And I like free market better. Go to yeah. freedom. Why have to force people? The very existence of government connotes forcing people to do things even if they don't want to. You're going to have to pay for the police force right. even if you don't want to. What you if don't you don't want to spend that much money? You know what, what I think the problem is? People with the, with the term anarchy, people have been led to believe, and it goes back to the media, which we were talking yeah, about yeah. earlier. Yeah. People have been led to believe that anarchy means no rules. Right. Yeah. But and you could make an argument. It depends on what dictionaries you look in and all that, which is why I don't like to use that term, because I'm in favor of rules. I like rules. We have rules on this show. You're not allowed to say certain words. Otherwise, we're going to have to drop your call, for instance, because we have to protect our radio station. We all have rules in our our social interactions. You and I have rules about how we treat each other. I'm not going to punch you in the face. You're not going to spit at me. We're friends. We're talking. I might ask that you take your shoes off when you come into my house. That's a private rule. We don't need government to create these rules for us. We can do this with each other. Absolutely not. So, uh, So... individuals setting private rules on private property is really all we need. If you don't like the rules, don't go on that person's property. What's wrong with that? 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. This is your show. You can bring up anything the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
And it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those, including the wiki. You can get interactive. Over 1,700 pages are there. And they were all created by our listeners. So you can go and you can change whatever you see there pretty much on the wiki. It's almost completely user-editable. So it's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. Com. And are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Well, now you can purchase knobs, pulls, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, and more at internobs.com. We go continuing to your phone calls here. Uh, let's talk to Brian in Colorado. Or actually, you're not in Colorado at the moment, are you, Brian? I am in Ohio as we speak. Brian in Ohio. Uh, You're actually on your way to New Hampshire, as I was on my way to New Hampshire about two years ago. And uh, so what's going on tonight? Well, part of the Free State Project, as, as you came up for. Uh, just uh, making my way there. The holodeck computer says uh, 799 miles to go. The movement continues and grows. So what were you calling about That's tonight? Great. Well, uh, a, uh, a trip update. I, I blew another tire in my uh, trailer today, so I spent a couple hours in Davenport uh, getting some uh, new tires. Three hundred bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Wow! Super, uh, super high, high pressure tires. Anyway, I think I'm, I'll be good for the rest of the way, but uh, should be there hopefully on Sunday. Excellent. Uh, but I, I had, a, I have a small, a uh, small world story. Okay. Um, as I've uh, told uh, you guys before, maybe not for the Saturday listeners, but uh, uh, I bought this uh, truck and a trailer because I, I looked into to moving commercially, and it was going to be at least $40,000. So I figured by that time, I, I've already paid for the truck and trailer. Yeah, but uh, by your own. It's, it's nice it's, it's to drive on cruise control. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, I'm bringing a load there now, my um, uh, household goods. And the next time I call into Free Talk Live, you can introduce me as Brian from New Hampshire. All right. Yeah, fantastic, man. But, uh, uh, I'll be heading back. I'll be deadheading back. You know, nothing, because i got to pick up some farm equipment and then heading back and get some horses. So there's this, uh, you know, I hate going all that way empty without any uh, revenue. <laughs> Expensive at uh, diesel pushing five bucks a gallon. Yeah. So there's a great site called U-Ship. And uh, what it is, you know, you buy something on eBay, you know, a car or something big that you need shipped. And, you know, commercial shippers are, are charging a fortune these days. Sure. But uh, uh, I'll be going back, and I, you, you can put in bids as an individual. If you have some room in your truck or whatever, and people need to move their apartment across town or they need to move, you know, a car across the country, so you just put in bids. It's a, it's a very interactive site. So, so, uh, so it's kind of like somebody I, places a want ad, and they say, I need this to get from here to there, and then you can bid as somebody who could potentially do the job. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sophisticated. You, you you put out there and you can say, you know, I don't want to pay more than fifteen hundred dollars to move this car, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever whatever the the parameters are. And then uh, U uh, Ship gets their their piece of it. They charge your credit card right away for the for the shipper, the guy who's getting the money. And then I have to deal then with the uh, the person I'm shipping with to, to pay for it. Then usually it's half up front, and you, and you get half on the other end. Hmm. But it's it's a great site, and and you can do. Um, 
uh, like what I did, is uh, said, I'm going from this zip code to that zip code. Show me everything that's along the route. So I might pick up something in Chicago oh, wow. and take it back to, you know, Kansas City or something, just part way. And I might, you know, then stop in Kansas City and pick, take that's, something back to Colorado. Wow, that is way cool. That's a cool system. So it, then it, it allows people cool. like you to sort of play off of one another and essentially bid down the price to the point where uh, you might get a, a cheaper rate than you would have otherwise. If you're well, yeah, and, and, you know, if, if I haul your car... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna charge you five bucks a mile like a commercial shipper would have to do to pay for the salary and the truck and everything else. I just want a couple of bucks to help pay for the gas. Yeah, you, know, you were gonna make go it because anyway. you were gonna make the trip anyway. You weren't making a special yeah. trip just for them. Cool. Well, I can do it for maybe five hundred bucks instead of That's you know a, a shipper would charge twenty five hundred. Nice. I like that uh, idea. That I mean, interweb I'll, I'll get thing. As much as I can. But so so uh, uh, my wife, uh, the lovely Heidi, uh, uh, picked up uh, found something. Somebody uh, uh, shipping three cats. <laughs> from Aurora, Colorado, which is just north of us, to Keene, New Hampshire. How about that? That's where we do the show from. That's right. That's awesome. So I, I'm not going to ship stupid cats. You know, they're going to they're going to stink up the truck. <laughs> and I got two dogs here. And but anyway, I bid on it anyway just to see what would happen. And um, I put in a bid, and then and then uh, I, you know the, the girl wrote back and said, uh, you know, a uh, bid denied. You know, we're not ready to go yet. I said, mm. no, I'm leaving on this day. Well, it turns out. I said, well, you know, why are you going to Keene? And she said, well, have you ever heard of the Free State Project? Wow. What are the odds? <laughs> you're, you're kidding. Whoa. So, so not just that, but uh, she happens to be a friend of Nick, your, um, uh, your co-host on Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. His wild. girlfriend. How about that? Yeah. She's yeah. one of our amplifiers, as a matter of that fact. That is great, man. That's right. All right. So, now we know. Now we know. So are you going to haul the cats or not? Well, uh, I just had one cat. They're not quite ready yet. Uh, Nick, I guess, is looking for an apartment. So um, I, I got one cat, Oliver, and um, uh, she'll bring the other two in her car when they come. Right. The so he's been zero trouble. He's just been sitting here for a seat. And my, um, my uh, uh, German Shepherd just loves him, but love means put, putting his mouth, you know, putting his head in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool but, story, uh, Brian. Thank you for sharing it tonight, and good luck with your trip, and thank you for the call, sir. 800-259-9231. Brian Travis coming up here to New Great Hampshire, job. as I did nice. a couple of years ago. Gardner, you're a New Hampshire native, so you didn't have to move anywhere. It was, I was nice for you. Yeah, I got lucky. <laughs> but what's going on is the Free State Project. He mentioned it a couple of times there, and uh, for those of our listeners that are new to the program, you probably will be hearing a lot about the Free State Project in the coming days, uh, because I'm a member of the Free State Project, as is our normal co-host, Mark, and the idea is a very simple one. The idea is to move 20,000 liberty-loving activists all to the same place. In this case, New Hampshire was the chosen uh, place. There are over 8,000 members at this point, and the the deal is you aren't really required to move, and of course, no one's going to make you do anything, right? You aren't. The agreement is that you will move once. Uh, there's a five-year window once they reach 20,000. So it's a long-term project. But there are people that are moving early, like us. We moved up a couple years ago. Brian's coming up with his family, and there have have been hundreds of people that have moved up early. And as a result, we've really seen some amazing, just amazing pro-freedom activism going on here in New Hampshire. And you as a native have really seen a difference. What a change. What a change. You know, if it weren't for the Free State Project members, this state would be in so much trouble. And these guys have done great work. Business people starting up bars. Uh, starting up breweries, uh, people who do carpentry, uh, now state representatives. And we're seeing civil elected. disobedience it's, and oh, yeah. non-cooperation. Oh, and that the, is a wonderful Sort of in the mode see. of Rosa Parks or Gandhi. I mean, yeah. there's some just amazing activism here. And, of course, we'll talk more about it. But
we got to go to your phone calls. Let's go to Skip, listening in Charleston, West Virginia, on WVTS. Hello, Skip. Skip? Hi, oh, how are you doing? Hey, great. Hey, What's on your mind? Well, I just uh, heard you talking about Russell Means and the Lakota Nation and how they were going to secede. Yes, that's what he'd like to do. Uh, I think they ought to do it. I've I think been so, to too. Pine Ridge Reservation several times to a powwow called Brotherhood Days. Yeah. Those people are nice. I bet they are. And the federal government is nasty. So absolutely they should secede. In fact, I think more people should secede. I think every state in the union should secede. Why is it that anybody even thinks that there's a need for the federal government? I mean, we could... I don't think there's need for any government, oh, but yeah. certainly, why would anyone think that there's a need for a federal government? And for government? people who aren't familiar with the freedom philosophy, many people don't understand that the states have the right to secede. That's they could the join. That, they can leave. They right? can leave. You know, what sort of a union is it if it's held together at the end of a gun like Lincoln like did? Like Lincoln. Yeah. Absolutely atrocious. Just unbelievable. People ought to get, take a chance to look at the real Lincoln by Thomas D. Lorenzo or some of the uh, work, it's, works of the Von Mises Institute on this. And I was just, just going to mention, Ian and I were talking off the air uh, back in the 70s out on Alcatraz Island, uh, some Indians had a claim to the island. The federal government wasn't using it anymore out in the bay, and so they moved on to the island. These Indians had a title to it from way back in the 1800s, and guess what? Even though the federal government wasn't using it, they could not allow for that little sign of autonomy, that little digit thrown right in the face of the federal mm. government. They went in, they surrounded it, they tried to starve them out, eventually Awful. they tried to burn them out. And they got rid of them in the 70s. The history of governments is just hurting people and killing people. Skip, thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. You bring up anything, this is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. That is the point of the show, and it is Ian here with you. And it's Gart. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. And if you like the show and you're enjoying Free Talk Live, then go and buy some stuff at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Doesn't matter what you're buying. There's 41 categories to shop in. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. Huge selection, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. And a cut goes to Free Talk Live if you start your shopping experience at amazon.freetalklive.com. Dot com. As we continue with your calls about whatever you want, we go to George, listening in Washington to KUSA. Hello, George. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, great. Right. What's on your mind? Uh, hey, I'm coming back from the uh, Washington State Republican Convention as a delegate. And uh, my question to you guys is, since uh, McCain's pr- going to be the presumptive nominee, uh, what do you guys think uh, the Republican, uh, the, the McCain Republicans, do you think they're worried about the Ron Paul? Uh-huh. Uh, when you say worried, what do you mean? Well, whether or not the, that they're going to get the support, that whether or not the, the Ron Paul guys are going to end up voting for them. Well, I can tell voting. you, anybody I know that likes Ron Paul would never vote for John McCain. Yeah, I don't think. I think they they've written him off. Whether or not that that bothers them or annoys them, uh, I, I hope it does. Know. Yeah, who cares? It, it, you know, with the, with the Bob Barr libertarian thing, uh, I was in Washington oh, on Wednesday. 
And, you know, he's polling at 5 6% in various polls. And down in D.C., there are a lot of people who have been very eager to see someone siphon votes off from McCain. These are people, conservatives within the Republican Party, and I was talking to many of them at a dinner and uh, and they were saying they're very happy and they think the best thing for the Republican Party would be to see uh, Barack Obama win. So yeah, I, um, have to, I have to agree with you there. I'm a Ron Paul supporter. I think I'm probably I'm going to vote for Ron Paul. And I think a lot of other people want to uh, they don't want John McCain to win. A lot of Republicans don't. No, they don't. And, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, as far as that goes, uh, I, all this calculus and all these all these different people making all these different decisions about, well, if we get this other guy to pull some votes away from McCain, that'll be helpful because in the long run, the Republican Party will have to come back and go through a trial by fire. If Obama's elected, they'll come back more conservative and it's so, block it's the so, state. It's such nonsense. It's gonna, it's, they, these people, they keep telling themselves this story that uh, at some point, if they just keep trying hard enough, these Republicans gonna. will be small government all of a sudden. and. No. no, they're not. I mean, they'll they're, what they'll do. What'll happen is if Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton gets elected this year, yes, you will see a resurgence in the talk. They'll start talking a good game again about oh, smaller government. We need smaller government, and then of course all the Republicans will get all jazzed up again because oh boy, we need smaller government. And then they'll elect some more Republicans, and you'll get what you got in the late nineties and the uh, and the early two thousands. And that's the biggest and and that's a big big increase in government. You in guys, fact, the the Republicans have presided over the largest increase in government in, in recent history. So Absolutely. it's just a joke to think that these people are going to change their spots. And you know what? Anybody who thinks that these guys going through a crucible is somehow going to make them better, just look at, remember in the 1990s when the Republicans swept in during Bill Clinton's second administration, they came in and everybody was so excited because they were going to change things. They had the contract with America under Newt Gingrich, Right. Well, uh, what very few people know but has been acknowledged by conservative publications like Human Events and things like that was that shortly after they passed the contract with America, Newt Gingrich got all of the people together who um, basically handle all of the uh, all the requests for various earmarks and things like that. And he said, give everyone anything they want because we have to make sure we get elected, reelected. So the the conservative revolution died shortly after they passed this contract with America, and the people who voted for the contract with America in the House knew that most of it was never going to pass the Senate. It was a big PR stunt from a guy named Newt Gingrich, who, by the way, has been working with Hillary Clinton to nationalize our medical data. Isn't this and the is, same guy that hates the First Amendment or something? Yeah, he yeah. hates the First Amendment. He thinks we have to readjust our view on the First Amendment. And he's in favor of all sorts of you know, pro, pro-state, anti-constitutional things. It, for, you know, as disappointing as it sounds, I don't think this is going to change anything. Of I don't course know how not. You feel how about could it? Look right, at the right. look at the history. I mean, the history of the federal government has been that it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every single year, more intrusive, more oppressive than it's ever been, regardless of who's in charge, whether it's Democrats or the Republicans. Nothing will change. No, mm-hmm. you're right. Nothing what, what, changes in yes. Washington State. I mean, it's too bad we didn't have just one Washington. Washington State, go to Washington D.C. You know, George. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I just uh, want, that's my first time calling. I never heard of you guys uh, until uh, today. I was going through uh, some talk shows, and I had Rush on earlier. And I was uh, flipping through, and uh, I heard you guys talk about uh, 
some politics, I thought I'd give you guys a call. Well, there you go. We're on every Saturday there in uh, the area you're listening in, the Yakima area. And thank you for the call tonight. We certainly appreciate it. And check out the website. Yeah, freetalklive.com. Grab more archives and stuff there. 800-259-9231. Phones are loaded up. Uh, if we don't get to you this hour, hang through. We will continue uh, an hour or two and definitely get to your call. We've got to go to Sam in Texas on the amp line. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Uh, I've called in before to talk about uh, how the elections were kind of tampered with, not in a way that, you know, one particular party can control the outcome of the election, but they would do things like move the voting machines out of the poor black districts. Mm. And all of this is illustrated in that movie, American Blackout. Mm. Now, I watched a, a video on Google Video called uh, Bush Election Fraud Mechanics, and it laid out basically, the, you remember the thing where, Carl Rove had lost like 500 emails, and the backup tapes were gone, and they were not using the official uh, White House email addresses, but instead the Republican parties. I don't remember that at all, no. Okay. Well, they they were doing that, and it turns out they fat-fingered some of the addresses and sent them to .org instead of .com. So 500 of those emails have been, have been sent off to somebody, and this guy collected all of them, and turn them over to Greg Palace, who is a BBC reporter. Mm. Now, Greg went through all of these emails, and it turns out um, they were doing these things called caging lists. Well, first off, it turns out in the 2004 election, there were over 3 million votes that were thrown away. They call these spoiled votes. And if you compare African-American to white, 900% more likely that an African-American's vote was thrown away. And it's 500% more likely that a Hispanic's vote was thrown away. And we're talking about and in Florida? No, no, this is nationwide. Nationwide, okay. Uh, and if you're a Native American, 2,000% more likely Jeez. than a white man. So he dug into this further, and in these emails, they, they had these things called caging lists. And they looked at them, and what they were is lists of voters. And they were being marked as suspect in order to discount the vote and throw their votes away without them even knowing about it. Hmm. So in one case, there were, I think, 7,000 people uh, registered to this one address. And it turns out this address is in Jacksonville, Florida. It's a homeless shelter. So how many fundraisers do you think they're having at this homeless shelter in uh, Florida? Those are likely Democratic voters. Right. So there, in another case, they sent out hundreds of thousands of letters marked, do not forward, return to sender, uh, to air bases, to airmen and people in the military. And when these letters came back, they were marked, you know, undeliverable. They used that as proof to turn over the, uh, to the commissions and, and validate their votes. Now, one guy was Randall Prowson. He didn't live there. His mom answered the phone. You know, he said he, he votes from there. Well, yeah, he does. That's because he's been shipped off to Iraq. So what uh, Karl Rove did and what, this, what his you know, squad of, of cronies has done here is come up with a plan to eliminate the votes of the very people who they should be most listening to, the people who are putting their lives on the line for supposedly protecting America, you know, but really it's, it's for these politicians. And these huh. politicians are secretly throwing their votes away. Wow. Interesting. I'd not, I'd not heard those, uh, those allegations before. Where did you pick up on this? This is in a video. Uh, if you search Google for Bush election fraud mechanics, 
it will come up and the guy goes through it. He's, I believe he's the same guy that did the early American Blackout movie, uh, and he's gone through all of the statistics. He's the one that was handed the 500 Carl Rove missing emails. So this is a pretty big deal. Now, the guy who actually came up with the soldier plan, and he had emails titled African Soldier Blackout because they were targeting them by race. Wow. That was in the caging list. Is Tim Griffin. Now, you remember when the U.S. prosecutors were all fired a while back? Not really. No. Yeah, yeah. The, you mean the guys in the uh, the circ- the guys, the prosecutors who were uh, were dropped because they disagreed with the Bush administration. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard some about that. Seven of them or so that were all fired at the same time. Yeah. Well, the guy who sent this African soldier blackout email, Tim Griffin, he's now the U.S. prosecutor for Arkansas. It is illegal by their own law to target a, somebody by race and hope to, you know, discriminate against them and throw hmm. their vote away. And now the very guy who did that and committed a felony is now in charge of prosecuting yeah, cases. That's oh, politics for you. Thanks, Sam, for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Hour two is coming up. There's always something scummy going on in D.C. Whether it's the Republicans or Democrats, it's all the same to me. Hour two coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. There's a reason it doesn't sound like the old media. Which of those court justices are going to sit there and err on the side of your Fourth Amendment? That's because it's the new media. Dan Carlin. Common sense. I think fast and I talk fast and the people that like this program can deal with that. Common sense with Dan Carlin. A free-thinking, politically independent view of things from a man who's had way too much caffeine. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And guard. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Gardner, tonight we have a problem. Oh, what's that? It's a good kind of problem. It's a problem we want to have. There are so many affiliates uh, coming on tonight. We have to spend all this time saying hello to them, which is a good thing. We I like, dig, we Sammy. Like doing I this. dig. We uh, we already said hello to WFLA in uh, Tampa. 970 WFLA came on board for uh, the 7 o'clock hour, but we're flexible. See, we let radio stations come and go when they feel like it. Mm-hmm. So 970 is going to be done after hour two of the show. They right. won't be picking up hour three. And in New York, the Finger Lakes region, there's a series of... I think five transmitters that we're on as of right now that we've started uh, tonight officially, and they're going to be picking up the second two hours of the show. So we try to be flexible for stations to where they can come and go. And so I want to welcome Finger Lakes News Radio, WFLR 1570 in Dundee, uh, 1590 WAUB, also on 98.1 in Auburn, 1240 WGVA in Geneva. 1550 WCGR and also on 104.5 in Canandaigua. So just welcome welcome aboard to all of our new listeners. Beautiful areas, too. 1-800-259-9231 allows you to bring up whatever you want. We go to your phone calls. It's Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bill. Hello, gentlemen. How are you uh, this weekend? Hey, super. What's on your mind? Well, I had two things. Uh, Let me get to the, 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 the main one first. Uh, and then if we have time, we'll dive into the second issue. Okay. Uh, the first issue is uh, pertaining a a uh, media watchdog group uh, called Media Defender. And for those who are not familiar with this group, it's a, it's a um, free market-based business uh, that is outsourced by uh, the major media mog- uh, moguls like uh, 
say, uh, Time Warner, uh, News Corp, uh, a lot of the music industry, a lot of the movie industry people, uh, they will hire these guys on to pr- uh, protect their intellectual property. Well, a funny thing happened over uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, they used their tech- techniques to uh, basically shut down a lawful BitTorrent server. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what had happened was the uh, this group sent out, uh, what, what they basically do, they send out uh, uh, a bunch of packets out on the net. Uh, but basically, these are dummy files of what people would expect to be uh, the popular song of the week or the new movie that just was released. So they put up uh, fakes. So instead of offering uh, the actual f- file, they put up some sort of fake file in its place, and they get a bunch of a, a, a bunch of people to download the fake file, and so it upsets them, right? Yeah, what happens after they download the fake file? Nothing. Well, they're just happened? bummed because they didn't well, get the right well, file. It would be interesting if they no. put in some sort of encryption that uh, sends send information. Well, no, back. actually what happens, uh, that's a good question. What happens usually is they, they note the, the, the attempt of uh, attempting to grab the intellectual property, and then your ISP is given a cease and desist order um, re- requesting information about who is leasing out this IP address, which is fundamentally the wrong way of going about trying to prosecute uh, copyright infringement, because uh, who is it to say that Ian's at my house and he's downloading, um, you know, the new uh, Nine Inch Nail CD um, off my computer? Yet I'm supposed to be responsible for what he does on my computer. Yeah, that's what we're seeing happen in these uh, computer cases involving things like piracy and also child pornography. What yeah. we're seeing happen is the individual who has his or her name on the internet account becomes responsible for any so-called crime that occurs over it. So many people, for instance, if you um, if you get a laptop and you drive around, you can actually, you can get these, uh, well, you can get these, uh, so there's a program called NetStumbler, mm. and it'll, as you drive, it will show you all of the wi- Wi-Fi spots that are around you, mm. so you can literally drive through a neighborhood, and you can identify which are available, because some people lock theirs, because they know a thing or two about right. their routers, right. and then most people, I, I, I'd say I've seen 50%. I mean, usually you go around one out of every two routers is wide open. Yep. So you can right. go and park your van out in front of somebody's house and download all the naughty stuff you want to download from their servers. Right. And it looks like they're or, the ones who download it. Right. It looks like it was their account that downloaded it, and it was, but they didn't know it was going to you because their Wi-Fi connection was wide open. And so then if they go after that person for it, Apparently, it doesn't matter if the files are still on their computer. They they've got evidence that this IP address downloaded these you know these files at this time, and that individual can be brought up on charges. I think it's awful what's oh, going on it's here. Incredible. And you know, I, I was just gonna say I understand that a lot of the musicians and and filmmakers and so on, you know, they want to be able to make cash off of their product. Uh, but we're, what I think is uh, highly amusing is, you know, going back to the philosophy of John Lennon, imagine there's no possessions to a lot of the uh, the so-called uh, the so-called anarchist punk bands, but they're not really anarchists at all. They're just collectivist socialists. Uh, they often say that they don't believe in the concept of private property, but they're the first people to get involved if their private property copyrights are infringed <laughs> upon and it threatens their down in their bottom line for money. Yeah, that's I, I ironic, always, huh? Yeah, I always tell people, please try to pirate as much music by people who don't believe in private property as you possibly can. <laughs> what, what were your other thoughts, Bill? Well, 
with the media with the uh, media defender, what happened in this particular case is uh, they they can go out uh, and they can sift out. You know, with BitTorrent, you can find out who's um, hosting what files. Well, apparently, they were under the impression that this reputable uh, media company on the net was hosting like thirty thousand or some ungodly amount of copyrighted material. It was their own material. Mm. And uh, what I found very startling about this was when uh, uh, the article came from Wired, and when uh, when the, an FBI agent was uh, asked about, well, could could Media Defender be looking at some federal charges for uh, conspiracy to infiltrate, you know, computer or disrupting computer services? Oh no, no, that's just that, that's a, a gray area. But yet, it's supposed to be a black and white issue if somebody's feelings get hurt, and we automatically put them up on trial for 20 counts of hacking crimes because they hurt somebody's feelings on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out where the hell. The, uh, the the country's priorities are. Oh, the priorities are with people with uh, influence. I mean, the yeah. priorities of politicians are with their buddies and the lobbyists that send them the most money. And certainly the RIAA, the Recording Industry Association, and the Motion Picture Association, the MPAA, uh, certainly they have the sway and the influence, whereas, you know, these groups of hackers or pirates uh, certainly have none. So yeah. clearly there's going to be some... Uh, Preferences and isn't it, isn't it ironic that all these radicals from the 60s are out there now trying to use the very government that they uh, derided when they were so-called hipsters and radicals in the 60s uh, to come down with things like the Sonny Bono Copyright Protection Act because because uh, Mickey Mouse is going to go into public domain and Disney's got to protect it. So they send all this money out to all the congressmen. They lobby for this thing to happen, and sure enough, it happens. It, you, the, the idea of government-enforced copyright protection and patent protection is incompatible and totally inconsistent with any concept of freedom and liberty. It's true. Bill, thank you for the call tonight. I know you had something else. Call us uh, next week. We'll talk about that. 800-259-9231. we got to get through more calls here. But the intellectual property issue is an interesting one, especially from... You know, looking at it from a libertarian viewpoint, because there's a lot of disagreement amongst uh, liberty-minded people on this. Some people, obviously probably more likely those who are artists and connected to people that are creating artwork and, and music and things like that, they feel very strongly about the idea that they should should be able to hire this gang known as government to uh, to somehow protect them from people taking their ideas. But the thing about ideas is that they're they're not scarce. Right. In fact, that's the great thing about ideas is that if you give me an idea, Gardner, you still have it, and, you and look so at do the, I. You look at the downside of this thing. A great conversation with my buddy Bruce, who was studying with Israel Kersner at NYU on economics. He, he was talking about patents, and you know, he really opened my eyes about 15 years ago. We were chatting about it. He said, "Guard, you know, people have appeared at the patent office shortly after another person with a similar product, and they have been prevented by agents of the government mm-hmm. from just offering their product." For sale to other people, it's illegal for them to do that. So, and 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 a lot of a lot of people say, well, if we didn't have the government to protect, then companies wouldn't do this. It's you got to look at the flip side, and you can have a private paradigm point of sale contract. There's a lot That's of money. The you should do. There's it. a lot of money spent on lawyers and patent attorneys, and there's a whole bulk of money that's actually spent over there that could be put into research and development and other things. So the marketplace would reorganize itself in a different way if there weren't these government protections out there, this protection racket known as patents and copyrights. More coming up. You can take control. Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Gar. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include all kinds of different things, like the updates. You get signed up, and we keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Soviet-style central planning doesn't work. So what's the best way to reach out to Liberty lovers? Google Ads, Direct Mail, Free Talk Live? Only you know what's best. You can choose which project is worthy of your dollar. Go to freestateproject.org slash donate and choose how you want to contribute that's freestateproject.org slash donate uh what you know before we go on with the calls i want to comment a little further on the issue of intellectual property because we just we just barely glossed over it and it's such a deep issue and it's so it's it's so um critical i think at this time when people are really looking at it when um you've got mass piracy going on out there on the internet right now and, And, and there's Oh, I was just going to say, and you know, Ian, you know what I find so funny about it is back in the 1990s, I was over at the Outer Limits TV show, and one of the writers over there, I was working on a story where they didn't have patent or copyright protection. It was the, this was the society they, they were going to have. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, why do, you th- why do you think about that stuff? I was like, <laughs> dude, do you have any idea what's coming? And this was a guy who went to Cornell for, like, you know, physics or something yeah. like that. He was a smart guy. I'm like, hello, McFly. What? Look at what's coming we down the pike, We better start man. thinking about it because, I mean, there's two areas we can look at. Prim- I think primarily there's patent and then there's copyright, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, with copyright, really, it doesn't matter what you think about it. Copyright, it's, it's irrelevant almost at this point because the piracy is so widespread. Uh, you can go on file sharing networks at any given moment and see millions of people online. You can't tell who they all are, but there are millions of people out there transferring files, and presumably they're not all sharing their baby's pictures. Okay, So, uh, I mean, it's probably a safe bet that most of those people that are using those file sharing protocols are engaging in what they call piracy. Right. So what are you going to do? Are you going to put all those people in a jail cell? You know, I mean, what are you going to do there's, about there's that? A, there's a, a, a tie to that, Ian. There's a story about how some uh, some bands and some uh, recording industry uh, representatives are upset that on YouTube fans are starting to take songs and and mash them up or starting to take video clips of uh, certain television shows, cartoon TV shows in particular, anime and manga. Uh, anime, I should say, and they're they're splicing them up and putting music behind them. Yes, I have to tell you, you know, as a guy who hangs out with his niece and she's 12 years old, I've discovered more bands, more TV shows, the pollination and promotion that these people are getting. They do not have a clue. Oh, yeah, as to what is going on out there in the world. Right. It's it's free promotion. These people yes. going out there and, and doing things with their works. I mean, it's 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 getting them more exposure than they ever would have. And I think there are bands that are coming to understand that. Mm-hmm. I think even Metallica, which at one time was oh. very anti-file sharing, has now seen the light. And I've heard they're going to release an album for free on the Internet. Yeah, so. well, you know, you know, I'm a huge fan of Danko Jones up in Canada and mm-hmm. Toronto and so on. And uh, he got bumped. He got dropped from his Canadian label because he was in favor of downloading and file sharing. Good. I'm sure he's doing OK. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so look, I mean, the fact is, people are going to continue to sh- to share files on the internet, movies and uh, and music and books. Even they're going to continue to be passed around. And you know what? Even if it gets uh, even if it gets even more widespread than it currently is, it's not going to be the end of music. I mean, for instance, there have been so many musicians for the longest time who have toiled in complete obscurity and have hoped and hoped and hoped that they would get a record contract someday. 
there have always been people that have been out there producing artwork and music and releasing it out there for very little reward in just oh, the yeah. hopes that they'll they'll do something. So it's not like they're the, it's not like everybody who creates art is in it to necessarily make a profit. No, they no. would like to someday, but they understand that for a long time they'll probably have to make and next a, to nothing. A couple of it. points to add to that. Thank God for capitalism, which allows people to do other jobs and have that extra free time, thanks to productivity, mm-hmm. to devote to the things they love. Also. Yep. Uh, the record companies in the past that used to pick these people up, uh, there's there's a great uh, magazine called The Big Takeover, and Jack Rabbit is the editor of it. Real good underground music. He's been around for ages. Jack, uh, he had a, a record company that picked up his, uh, his uh, uh, band back in the 90s. They still owe the record company for the recording space oh, and all geez. these things. They're paying off. Every time they sell a record, it goes to the recording company. So having it done independently where you can put your, your stuff on iTunes or you can go to right. MySpace and sell stuff, it has just been a great revolution. And the way people are going to have to look at the music industry now is the recorded music is going to be a promotional device for, for live concerts. shows. Exactly. exactly. Go and do some concerts. Nobody can recreate that. That's something that you can only experience if you're right. actually there. Sell yeah. some T-shirts and you yeah. know koozie cups Even or whatever else you can. There are ways to monetize this. Look, yeah. the fact is, if you've got a product or service that's interesting and valuable and people like it, they're going to pay for it. It's the business model we use here with Free Talk Live. It's we give our stuff away on the internet. That's what I said at the top of the show. There's these other talk show hosts that want to charge you seven bucks a month to get on their websites. Right. Ours is free. You go and download all the stuff you want to, and if you like what we're doing, then. There's a tip jar. It's called the AMP program. It's great and fun for people and educational for people to listen to it when it is recorded. But live, they have the opportunity to hear this thing and participate and get in on the action while they're doing it, calling in. And there's a difference between the two products. It's really neat. The other one, briefly, uh, patents. Patents. People are waiting patiently here. But patents, uh, it seems like it's a a more, more complicated issue because people believe that if it weren't for patents, we wouldn't have inventions. That if it weren't for patents, if it wasn't for this government monopoly, privilege essentially that's granted to uh to to these people that that get the patents then nothing would be developed which is it's i'm sorry it's just absolutely absurd and the evidence is there to to back up the anti-patent perspective patents are used more often than not by patent attorneys remember law was created by lawyers for the benefit of Lawyers. lawyers. Now, they try to tell you it's for your benefit but that's nonsense so what goes on is there are these Sharks out there, I guess you could call them, that have started companies, and I won't name names, but they they pander to the you know the tired, worn out inventors, and they say, "Come on in, get yourself an invention submission package. Send us your invention. We're going to market it, and we're going to find out if anybody's going to buy it, and uh, we'll get your invention to market." You've I mean, you might have heard these oh, yeah. radio and TV right. spots, and so what happens is the poor starving inventor who just wants to get his product out there he sends the details in on his product and you know signs off on a a non-release agreement and all that and then the company allegedly takes it to a trade show and they allegedly uh they um they what they do is they get the inventor to, to part with a bunch of money they say well we need all this money to buy marketing materials to go and take this to the trade show and so these inventors who don't have a whole lot of money they basically give up their life savings to these companies and then what happens is they'll come back to the inventor and they'll say well you know we brought it to the trade show and it's just i'm sorry it's just not going to fly tell you what we feel really bad about what happened we'll give you all of your money back but you just need to just sign this paperwork here 
and we'll give you all of your money back. And, of course, the inventor has spent all of his life savings on this, or a significant chunk, because it's thousands of dollars for the marketing. And then what happens is they send him a, a release agreement, and the agreement says... This is our idea now. Right. Sign here and you'll get your money back. And sure enough, the inventor does get his money back, but he doesn't own his invention anymore. Amen. And the patent, uh, the, the patent reservation company essentially sits on those patents. And then if somebody else comes up with a similar invention, they go and they snipe them and they, they take them down. And really, it's just a tool for lawyers to make money more so than anything else. I mean, there's some interesting ways the economy might reorient itself in the absence of patents. We can talk about that, and we'll definitely take your calls coming up here. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And guard. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version and dial-up version of the show, both free for you at freetalklive.com. And get your limited supply Porkfest beer mug and drink responsibly with Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. You can only do it if you're actually here in New Hampshire for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is going on from uh, June 9th through the 15th. Jason is going to be setting up the SACL CAI Fun Tent, featuring select microbrews from New Hampshire, margaritas, guest celebrity bartenders, including myself and Gardner, uh, and prize drawings and more. So it's going to be a good time. Hope to see you out at Porkfest. You can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, to learn more about that. Uh, intellectual property, briefly. Just a quick vision for how things might work. I don't know how it would actually play out. I can't predict these things. I don't know what people in search of a profit would do. Mm. But one of the things you hear from the people that say, well, we can't have we can't have no patents. No one will invent anything. The people that are saying that to me are just lazy mm-hmm. uh, because that's what patents allow companies to do is come up with an invention and then rest on their laurels for however many X number of years that they're guaranteed no competition for. If we had no patents, then companies would have to be real quick-like as far as marketing and getting things out and, and updating products and coming out with new innovations. They'd really, it'd be a lot more of a competitive marketplace. And, you know, people don't want to compete. That's why they're in favor of these patents. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to work smart. They'd rather just be lazy. And that's what patents allow companies to do. In addition, what you might see happen is the marketplace reorient, reorienting itself. First of all, there probably would be uh, some very uh, important secrecy measures that would be put in place for ideas. People would have to sign agreements. And if that's they broke the those agreements, they could be taken to arbitration and their reputations could be they could be ruined but also this was an idea i think from stephen kinsella who wrote like a 52 page paper about intellectual property and why we just need to get rid of it Mm -hmm. he pointed out that what might happen is we might see instead of companies having their own research and development departments what you might see is like idea generation uh businesses or for instance universities could for instance come out with an idea engineering for a new well they could just come out with a new idea for a new car for instance and then different companies since ideas would be free would be able to take those ideas and then innovate on 
top of those ideas and, and manufacture those products and have different companies competing to manufacture the same idea or a modified version of, the, uh, of that idea. And that's just one idea for how things might change or the marketplace may shift in the absence you of know, intellectual property protection. It's very protection. interesting you should bring that up because if you look at some of the policy think tanks in Washington, D.C., I was just down at uh, CEI mm-hmm. and, and some of the others out there. They have investors investing in the people who write the policy papers. A lot of people on talk radio or on blog sites and things like that, they go to these guys who can, as their careers, they do this research. The data that they're coming up with, they don't copyright the data. They're trying to get it to as many people as possible. They're trying to spread this out there. And the people who seed them, the Koch brothers and other people like that, the people who seed the money to these guys are the ones who are saying, this is good stuff that's happening. It, it, it'll, it'll help change the policy debate if people learn more about how bogus the anthropogenic claims about global warming are and things like that. So it could be a similar thing. And, and I yeah. think very clearly, if you had point-of-sale agreements and you had private arbitration, you know, the civil courts, in other words, done through private association, no government involved, you would spontaneously see groupings of people who were seen as trustworthy, court systems, private court systems that were seen as trustworthy, and businesses that would deal with them, and you would have a spontaneous order within those of products and people who were trusted to produce things and deal fairly with each other. I think ideas should be free because it's ideas that are what have created everything that we find so valuable in our lives. Everything that you see in front of you, wherever you are right now, whether you're driving in your car and you're looking at the your dashboard, uh, everything was an idea first. Everything yeah. somebody thought of and, and they made it into reality. So, And ideas have always been used to base other ideas off of. Existing wealth has always been combined with new ideas to create new wealth and on into the future. So if there were less restrictions on the transaction of ideas, we'd have more development quicker. Yeah, Let's I go agree. to your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to Michael in Fort Lauderdale listening on WFTL. Hello, Michael. Great show, guys. Thank it's, you, sir. I mean, every week it's been great. I've listened for couple weeks now, and uh, there's nobody like you guys. Well, thank you. I have to suggest, before you go on, I have to suggest that all of our radio listeners who pick us up Saturday nights, if you're enjoying the program, take a moment out during the week and send an email to your local program director at your Mm. local talk station, or pick up the phone and call them up. And tell them that you like Free Talk Live and just ask them to put us on six nights a week because we are available all week long. Go ahead with your point, sir. Well, I just, I just predict a, a long, uh, prosperous future for, for all of you because it's such a great show. But, well, thank uh, you. Uh, well being a, a history major and uh, having a master's degree in history, I used to uh, not necessarily believe in the uh, general quote-unquote conspiracy theories, but uh, I do believe that uh, through incrementalism, I believe that both parties are pushing us collectively uh, into a storm yeah. uh, that we're about to... Uh, we can't get out of. I believe there's a storm on the horizon, and uh, I believe it's inevitable that uh, Barack Obama is going to probably be the next president, and it's going to usher in a uh, collective extremist, uh, socialistic, big government uh, mentality. Well, you'll get it in health care, that's for sure. You'll probably see the uh, return of the Fairness Doctrine, or at least the attempt to return it. It depends how much people fight it. Probably going to be no end to any wars or anything like that either. Oh, man. I, so I agree. It's, it, yeah, it's, I mean, things are getting worse. It's a dire situation, but it's been dire for many, many years. The government has always been on this path of getting more intrusive and bigger. And it's, it really is going to take courage on the part of individuals like you and me to stand up against this tyranny. Uh, regardless of who wins the election, it won't matter if it's John McCain or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama. It won't matter. Uh, the government's going in that direction, and it's almost unstoppable. Hey, but what can stop it? 
mm. is non-cooperation. That's what can stop it. Because if all you do is you say, oh, man, we lost this election. Now we have to wait four more years before we can maybe change something there. Then, they've, then they, they, they're, they have won, and you will never win that way. Because they'll always put some other crony up who is just part of the system, in it for themselves. And what really needs to happen is Americans need to have some, find whatever courage it takes to just say no to these government people. When they demand money from you, just say no. If enough people did that, we'd be unstoppable. Oh, absolutely. I I agree a thousand percent. You know, in in the horizon, it's about the storm we're about to go through. I think one of the first things we're going to get hit with within the maybe hundred some odd days of this new president, this new uh, Congress or whatever, whatever, this leftist agenda, I think we're going to experience a a massive, massive gun control uh, bills. And I I just hope that the listeners who aren't even very necessarily pro-gun per se, understand the magnitude of what that means, because the Second Amendment is the only physical, tangible, constitutional Bill of Rights amendment that you have that protects all your other theoreticals that are just verbal. And I believe that that's going to be a matter of time very shortly in the near future. The handwriting's on the wall with that H.R. 1022 they're trying to push through. I think it's going to be a, a uh, the, that, the big, big step towards uh, complete control of us and a larger step away from the incrementalism that we've been experiencing for so long. Yeah, and you know, it really probably wouldn't be much of a step because it doesn't seem that they have to really pass any legislation to take guns from people. I mean, um, I don't know if you're, you've, if you're aware of this, but uh, after shortly after Hurricane Katrina in the aftermath, they actually went door-to-door yeah. and took people's guns away from them, and most people gave them up. So, I mean, there wasn't any legislation passed or anything like that. It was like, oh, it's raining out. Let's take some guns from people. And they did, and they got away with it. And nothing, you know, no consequences have come to the government people from that. And many of those folks never got their guns back. And uh, and don't forget, also, uh, under the uh, new auspices of Michael Chertoff, they're pushing for... Uh, giving the uh, Federal Emergency Management Association the ability to be able to check people's immigration status during any time of natural uh, disaster when, of course, the government claims the right to be able to evacuate you any time they want. Uh, I think you're right. I think there's a big storm coming. And one of the things that that troubles me so very much is uh, I think that part of the problem is that people just accept the government paradigm. And if you go back, even back to the very establishment of the government, the concept that we form governments to stop us from hurting each other, taking each other's property, uh, there's a problem inherent in that, which is that in order to create the police force to protect us from having our stuff taken or our lives hurt by others, they have to take some of our stuff. It's the paradox of the government. Ex- uh, exactly. Th- Michael, I'm glad you're enjoying the show, and thank you for the call tonight. Phones are loaded up. If you're on hold, we will get to you. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. In fact, I don't know if we'll ever get to it, Gardner, but you've got a story about oh, guns yeah. tonight. It's free Talk night. Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Anguard. 
And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. And if you are enjoying the program, want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board for 3 bucks a month. That's all it'll cost you. And you'll get some perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. And the purpose of the AMP program, AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. So the idea is we take that money in and it gets reinvested into the show. It does not go to pay Gardner Goldsmith's salary. Uh, actually, you did get a few bucks for coming you, in this week. You're a very good man. You are doing a little bit extra for the show, and I appreciate that. Oh, you're awesome. But uh, what it does do is it gets us on more radio stations, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Also, we do some Internet outreach, uh, advertising on the Internet, and get more Internet listeners as well, because more people hearing the message of freedom, that's a good thing. Yeah. So go to amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls. Uh, let's talk to a different Michael. This one is also listening to WFTL in Palm Springs, Florida. Hello, Michael. Hello. It's been a long, lonely winter. In Florida? There's no winter in Florida. Meaning that you people are like a torch at the end of my long, dark tunnel. Oh, okay. I haven't spoken to a fellow libertarian on the air for more than a decade. Wow. Wow. Sorry to hear that. And I, I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. You have enough energy to light the Jefferson Memorial without a wire. <laughs> yeah, you know, the last I heard about the Jefferson Memorial was that they arrested a young lady for dancing. And I met her on Wednesday. Oh, really? Yes, indeed. She's about six feet tall. The Jefferson one, her name is Marsha or Martha, and she is stunningly gorgeous. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your point. What were you calling about tonight? <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to thank you for being there, for exposing all the hypocrisy, all the the art of the smear, especially that parking outside of someone's house. That was very interesting. Uh, and uh, the patent thing was very interesting. Uh, I thought of Nikola Tesla right away and how he was raped by the federal government Big for all time. his brilliance. Oh, and GE, uh, boy, did you, you brought up, a, anybody reads about Tesla, man, what a fascinating and a great hero for intellect, and he did, he got screwed. Anyway, but my real question is, what happened to Bob Barr? What, what's with all this media blackout? What, they're, they're blacking out Bob Barr? You don't hear anything. Well, I've heard that he's getting interviews on, uh, like, the Colbert Report or something like that. And, but who cares anyway? Bob Barr's not a real libertarian. He's a joke. He's, uh, he's, he's so unprincipled, and it's, a, it's outrageous that the Libertarian Party would nominate someone like Bob Barr as their presidential however, candidate. However, from the other perspective, it is interesting to see that those people who don't like, because Bob Barr does, even though a lot of libertarians aren't happy with Bob Barr, he represents a threat to he's the He's a threat to John McCain, and, yeah. And, and and it's true, he he would be getting a lot more attention, I think, if his ideas had more to do with the type of nonsense Ross Perot was spouting out or if he was more of like a Naderite or something like that. But since he's against the government establishment, uh, certainly Fox News is not going to be touching this guy. I don't know, man. I don't. I think that's almost a stretch to suggest Bob Barr is against the establishment. Well, yeah, he, you know that's that's the no point. He may take a pro-liberty position on some things, but the guy is—he's uh, in favor of intervention. He's yeah. in favor mm -hmm. of the war on drugs. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are two issues that libertarians are usually pretty consistent on, Excellent. and he's way out there. So, I mean, the, the dude's a joke, Michael. Are you saying we should resurrect our old tradition of nota? 
Yeah. None of the above. No, yeah, I'm not going to nice. vote for these cats. I mean, I'm not going to vote for any of these guys. I'd vote for Ron Paul. I mean, he's uh, Ron Paul is far more of a libertarian oh, yeah. than Bob he Barr could ever hope to be. The GOP. He won't leave the GOP. So, Why? I don't know. He's yeah. worried. He's, he's paralyzed. Well, it's, it's like he won't let go of it. Well, whatever. I mean, come on. You and I both know that nothing's ever going to change at the federal level. And the only way that we're ever going to achieve liberty in our lifetime is if we actually decide to non-cooperate with these governments and uh, secede, either secede on a state level or on a personal level. And that's why I think the Free State Project is such a brilliant idea to move, in case, in case you haven't heard of it, Michael, uh, to move 20,000 liberty lovers to the same state to concentrate our activity because the biggest problem with the liberty movement has been we've been spread out all over the place and it's like you said you hadn't talked to somebody on the air in 10 years well i'm sitting in a room right here with gardner who is a different talk show you're a talk show host during the week uh on uh, wtpl and concord you've got your own show and you're a yeah. principal free marketeer yeah. uh so we've got more libertarian media here in this one room than uh <laughs> the whole state of florida i think and uh, michael i want to thank you for the call tonight we appreciate hearing from you 800-259-9231. Let's continue and talk to Willie, listening on WFTL in Miami. Hello, Willie. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your Uh, mind? Hey, thank you very much for uh, taking my call. Thanks for being here. Uh, Yeah, I just got uh, called on to y'all show three Saturdays ago. Okay. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. You guys guys are terrific. All right, what's on your mind tonight, Willie? I just want to say that that I I like to I'm I'm a diehard Democrat. But since I've been listening to you guys, now I'm beginning to look at this government totally different than what you said. It does not matter who's in power. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that because in 06, I worked my butt off. I, I donated money that I couldn't afford. And just like we said right here today, nothing has changed. What a big disappointment that must be to so many Democrats who worked yes. so hard and put so much effort in and they thought, let's elect all these Democrats and we're going to end right. the war in Iraq and what happened? Mm-hmm. They sat on their thumbs and they didn't do a damn thing because it's they, you know what they are, Willie? Uh, they're two sides of the same big government coin. The yes. Republicans and Democrats, there's, there's virtually a dime's difference between the two. Right. They're all a bunch of thugs. Well, from now on, I'm going to try to get my hand on as much libertarian research as I can. All right. I'm going to listen more to the Royal Pauls and the other people from the libertarian because I, I'm, I'm fed up with it right now. As a, as a uh, African-American, of course I would love to Obama to win. But, you know, I don't think it But Obama, you know, you know as, an, as an African-American, many of your... Um Many of the people that are that are also in that category, if you will, I don't like to put people in groups. I like to think people right. as individuals. But many people, the fact is, the police are targeting many of the, especially the redneck cops down in Florida. I know. Right. I lived there for 26 years. Okay. Uh, many of those redneck cops are targeting uh, African Americans and Hispanics, and they're busting them for, you know, having a joint or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, this Obama character could give a flip about that. He's not out on the front lines battling for even medical marijuana, and certainly not recreation. Use. So what we're seeing here is the prisons in America being filled to the brim. We've got over 500,000 Americans in prison. Most of them are black simply for drug possession. So your family members and your friends are going to prison for something that never even harmed another person. And people like Barack Obama and the others in the Democratic Party who would like to claim that they're socially liberal, they could give a flip about drug users. And they completely ignore the issue. When it comes up, they are not in favor of any sort of reform whatsoever. So they're not doing anybody any favors whatsoever. Well, once again, man, thank you guys very much. Thanks, Willie. I got some friends. I'm going to get them turned on to you on Saturday evening. I wish you can get down here. 
Oh, yeah. Monday through Friday, but I, we, we'll take Saturday night. Call the, yeah, station to call the station, talk to Ken Pauly during the week, and tell him how you feel. Thank you for the call tonight. All we right, certainly appreciate it. See you, Willie. You know, Ian, uh, there's a great point there. I saw a bumper sticker yesterday as I was driving up to do my show, and it just said choice. And I said, you know what? I resent somebody who's so-called pro-choice like Barack Obama or like Hillary Clinton or somebody else out there who says they're going to allow for choice not to allow companies to choose whom they want to hire, not to allow companies to choose the types of stuff they want to put in their products, whether it's trans fats in New York where they ban trans fats, mm -hmm. or to, oh, I don't know, say, um, put out something that might be dangerous but I can choose myself. Or like individuals a to drug. Right. Individuals to choose to take drugs. Yeah, I, talk about choice. These people have a lot of gall, a lot of arrogance to sit there and say, I'm in favor of choice, when more and more and more and more they step on the Constitution that they say they want to uphold. I don't even think the Constitution goes far enough. But they say, I'm running to be President of the United States to execute the laws under the Constitution. They could give a flip about the Constitution. Yeah. You know what? I bet, I bet they wouldn't support my choice to not pay federal taxes. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, let's continue. Uh, let's go to Jonathan listening in Charleston, South Carolina on WSCFM. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I just had a, a comment. I actually want to preface it by saying, you know, while I'm uh, certainly a proponent of liberty and freedom and choice and some of the precepts of libertarianism, I'm not uh, totally familiar with it, so pardon my ignorance. But, That's uh, okay. But I wanted to comment on the uh, intellectual property information. By all means. Um, you know, being a business owner and knowing a bit about intellectual property law and, and you know, the things associated with it, um, you know, I think that... Uh, I'm not sure about your logic. I think that it would actually stifle innovation by preventing companies to have some protection. You know, you have, take for example, a drug company. A drug hmm. company spends a fortune going out and trying to develop a new cure. Ah, okay, okay. Recoup, you know what, Jonathan? Jonathan, we've got. Jonathan, I'm going to put you on hold because this is an important issue and I want to bring you in in hour three. Can you hang on? Sure. All right, hang All right. on, because this is not something we can address in 15 seconds. 800-259-9231. What about drugs? Without intellectual property, we wouldn't have drugs. This is such an easy one. We're going to knock it right out of the ballpark. All right, Hour 3 is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. The answer, of course, is the FDA. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. As we launch at hour number three, you can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, by the way. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Garth. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We bring Jonathan back in Charleston listening on WSC-FM. Jonathan, you still there? Jonathan? Going once, Jonathan going twice. Oh, yes, I'm here. he's still there. Okay, great. All right, we were talking about intellectual property, and you're a business owner, right. so you were looking at it from your viewpoint of uh, concern that if patents were done away with, that business wouldn't get done, research and development wouldn't get done. And you brought up right. an example. The issue is recouping investment. Sure. So, oh, I understand. You know, um, a drug, drugs may be a bad choice because it's regulated, and obviously 
you know, regulation isn't a great thing. But that being said, you know, there's a significant amount of investment sure. in development of a drug or any, let's say, a high-tech item or even the, the simplest new polymer or something like that that might be used throughout. Let's, let's look at the drug investment. issue just because it's such a good one and such an obvious one. Uh, okay. okay, first of all. If there's no intellectual property anymore, if there's no more monopoly privilege, as I prefer to call it, uh, then we're also looking at a world where there wouldn't really be any federal government to speak of, meaning there would also be no uh, Federal Drug Administration, the FDA, or Food and Drug Administration. And that's the major cost uh, problem when it comes to drug manufacturing. When drug manufacturers, pharmaceutical companies, want to bring a drug to the marketplace, they have about a 19- or 20-year process that they have to go through that costs, I think, close to a billion dollars to actually get through, if I'm not mistaken. So the regulatory process is incredibly restrictive, and it actually prevents a, a lot of people who might have great ideas as far as drugs are concerned from even entering into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So we get rid of the FDA, immediately the cost to bring a drug to marketplace drops significantly. Why are drugs so expensive? Well, it's because they have to recoup those costs. And so you'd see those barriers to entry go away, which also means more people could get into the marketplace and bring their drugs to market. Drugs would be able to come to market faster than they ever could in the past. And if there's no patents around, then they'd actually have to, instead of rest on their laurels and collect a bunch of money, they'd have to compete and they'd have to bring out more drugs. In fact, And also an, an additional factor is the let the the litigation that's involved with uh, getting patents and hiring patent attorneys and making sure you've got all your T's crossed and your I's dotted is also a very expensive endeavor. So uh, without having to pay those patent attorneys, you'd again lower costs. So without all this government in the way, we're talking about lower costs for research and development. And if you combine that with what I pointed out last hour about one possible way the market might reorient it, uh, reorientate itself in that the ideas may be cr- uh, created elsewhere and then the manufacturers may just simply borrow those ideas and manufacture them. So what what I'm trying to help you do here is kind of expand your vision to maybe things wouldn't work exactly the way they do today in the absence of intellectual property laws. And it's just one suggestion and one idea. Not, neither you nor I can come up with the exactly the way things would, would pan out uh, in the absence of intellectual property. And I, I hope I addressed your question. Yes. Well, and can I just further that and by saying sure. this idea agency that would develop ideas, how would it funded it's a good question would, nobody knows charity i mean <laughs> no well you know one of the one of the if things is, if they developed ideas and then everybody else took them then if their ideas are valuable them. then wouldn't people pay for them i mean understand that if somebody's coming up with brilliant ideas wouldn't you want to compensate that individual for instance i as i gave an example this show we give everything away online at freetalklive.com we give our program away there's no entrance fee to get access to the show go and download a year's worth of the show right now if you want uh, and the fact is, 90% of our downloads never pay a cent. And we're, we get about maybe 10% of our listeners that will actually pony up three bucks a month to support the show. Because they understand that if they don't do it, then we might not be here that long. And so people that, you know, people that are doing valuable things in the marketplace, the market finds a way to reward them every single time. Yeah, I think, I think there are a couple things to address here. And, uh, and it's a fascinating, a fascinating issue to explore. And it's interesting having uh, come online with a couple stations new tonight uh, for Free Talk Live. We're getting into one of the deeper issues in libertarian thought about uh, things like patent and copyright protection and intellectual property. But, you know, I gave the example recently of, 
of of um, uh, private philanthropists who are interested in getting ideas out, and they go and they they fund these think tanks, and individuals also go and invest in these think tanks, and. The information is out there, and we could all be searching for this information, but some of the best people on the research and uh, economic side are at places like Cato, uh, the Competitive Enterprise Institute, Independent Institute, Mises uh, Foundation for Economic Education. They're all out there doing this work. And they're not even selling a product. Yeah, service. and they're, they're just putting their information out there. They're not saying, okay, if you want to get our information, you're going to have to sign on to our website and pay X amount of money. They're putting it out free. They're putting it out to disseminate to people. Now, you can say that maybe that's not quite analogous to people uh, trying to get a, a piece of um, uh, hardware out there or software out there to businesses uh, for profit. But I think it is very analogous. And one of the things that is, I think, the linchpin of a lot of fears about going a private route rather than having the government get involved. And just, by the way, the government getting involved makes it worse because it's always politicized. There are always special moneyed interests trying to block entrance to the marketplace. Somebody will be favored. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get away from the favoritism when you establish government. What you can do is in the private marketplace, you can establish paradigms where circles of people who have good reputations and are trustworthy begin to congregate with each other. It's all we based see that on today. reputation. We, yeah, we see that actually in existence today. Uh, for instance, if you go to Walmart or Target and you want to buy a toaster, you will not be able to find one single toaster in those stores that doesn't have the Underwriters Laboratories logo on it. Excellent. And that's because they understand that they need to have a certain quality level to allow certain products onto their shelves because they don't want to take those risks. And Underwriters Laboratories helps them eliminate those risks. So we already have that kind of level of reputation and businesses doing business with other stand-up individuals, and that would just be ever the more popular and in, you a, would, in a free market I think market you situation. would see people with inventions then trying to get into this system, which d- then would establish its own protection system through private arbitration and private protection, or you could have the alternative of people saying, you know what? I don't mind if mine isn't protected. I want yep. it out there, and I'll have an initial high asking price, and then beyond that, I'll just let it go. There are going to be various things that we can't even imagine that will it's that true. will arise. And I know it's tough to pull that linchpin out, but if we can sort of start to nudge it from you, maybe uh, you know it's a good thing in the conversation. Good here. call, Jonathan. Thank you for it. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one to Bill in Florida, listening on nine seventy WFLA. Hello, Bill. Yes. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, it's the first time I heard your show, and this is the first time I've heard anything about the Free State um, Project. Ah, uh, yes. And it's kind of ironic because I think I'm part of it and don't even know it. Really? <laughs> and going back to your comment, you said a few minutes ago about the uh, the redneck Florida cops. Well, I don't know about the redneck part, but I'm one of them. And uh, I'm not be... all rednecks. I, I... Yeah, I know, I know, because you know Florida's not really all southern. Everybody's uh, moves to Florida, but I have not heard anything about the Free State um, Project. Glad you're hearing about well, it. Well, yes, go ahead with your point. Did you want me to tell you a little bit about it? Yeah. Okay. Well, as I mentioned uh, earlier tonight, it's a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving activists, people that uh, love the idea of personal and economic freedom, all moving up to New Hampshire in order to become, as I say, activists. So not just people that are going to come up and vote once in a while, but people are going to actually do more than that uh, to advance liberty in our lifetime, to actually achieve liberty in our lifetime. And what we've actually seen happen is there have been a few hundred early movers that have already moved up. By the end of this year, we're expecting to have a thousand people here in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, and the activism has been phenomenal that we've seen already, and it's only going to get better. There have been some wonderful uh, pro-liberty organizations that have started up. 
both on the political side, and we're also seeing some civil disobedience. We're seeing non-cooperation, uh, and it's just been, uh, I mean, this is it in a nutshell here. It's, it's just been an amazing experience so far. Coming from Florida myself, having lived there for 26 years, uh, I was involved with the Libertarian Party down there, and it was so frustrating to me because I was spending all this time and all this money, and very little was actually changing or getting done. And, you know, I, I burned out on that, and I joined the Free State Project, and now here I have so much to do. There's so much activism opportunity. I really have to be choosy about which ones I want to go and do. Uh, and I'm, I still think that politics is not going to be the solution. And to that end, there's some wonderful civil disobedience happening up here that we talk about a lot on this show. And as you listen more, I understand it's the first night we're on there in Tampa Bay on WFLA. Stay tuned every Saturday night because we'll be on from 7 to 9 there. And we'll talk more about some of the things that are happening. In the meantime, go to freestateproject.org to learn more. And thank you for the call tonight, Bill. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll free on this live Saturday edition of the show. It's in here with you and guard. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. It's 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL, C-A-I, does collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. And boy, right. thank you to SACL. Big thanks to SACL. They are the the men. They are, yes. <laughs> All right, so you bring up anything. We continue with your calls here. Oh, by the way, join Free Talk Live on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there with over 350,000 posts. Over 2,000 people are members of the BBS, so head over. Smart people, man. Get interactive at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. It's free, like everything else on our website. Let's go to Ziggy across the pond in the UK on the amp line. Hello, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Um, first, of all, first of all, you forgot to mention yesterday, Repo Man was directed by a, a, a Brit, um, Alex Cox. Alex Cox, and produced by Mike Nesmith of the Monkees. Yeah. Anyways, um, the Lib- British Libertarian Party, if you thought that the American Libertarian was bad enough, <laughs> the British Libertarian Party, I've had experience with them. They are extremely tribal. Hmm. What's um, that mean? Well, they're not interested in anyone who isn't a member of the Libertarian Party or any other libertarian organization. So, like, if there, was a, if there was a Ron Paul over there in the U.K., but he wasn't a member of the Libertarian Party, then they'd ignore him, basically? Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get support for Gavin from them, and they've been very, um, you know... Gavin, uh, uh, for those who don't know, is a friend of yours who is a libertarian who apparently is a city councillor, and yeah. he came out recently against the war on drugs and was just... Raked over the coals for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Um, and also, there was a, a piece in the Daily Telegraph, uh, I think yesterday, um, by a guy called Alex Singleton, who actually said it's a waste of time to have a libertarian party. Yep. Look at the United States. Look at the mess they have made. If you want, you know, I'm not sure I agree with this, but if you want to get politically involved, there are libertarian strains in the Liberal Democrats and the Conservative Party 
it'll be better to strengthen those than, you know, start all over again. Yeah, I just think that, you know, political parties generally are a waste of time. And that's sort of what I touched on a few moments ago. It's just... It's just such a waste because it's more centralized control and planning. And, and in order to get your belief system into the party, if it's not already there, you've got to battle it out with other people who have different belief systems. And then, you know, the most popular one wins. And then, then you have to field a candidate and he has to battle it out over the other candidates. And then you have to hope that the people are going to vote for him. And it's just such a long, drawn out process to, to try to make and you know, change. And it just doesn't work. And you know what, Ian? Either way, you're going to have to propagate and propagate your ideas. So if you feel comfortable in propagating the ideas, because any politician who's out there is going to have to have people who have been educated about this in order to attract them. Otherwise, he's going to have yeah. to pander to the socialist collectivist mindset. Right. So why not continue do, doing what we're doing and working to try to attract attention and work within the media and have our friends spread the words themselves? If people want to get involved I, I, in politics, go ahead, but uh, I'm not going to. I'd say that libertarians, ha I mean, libertarians have had some influence on, on British politics. I mean, Thatcherism, you know, Thatcher economic policy, you know, yeah. was, was influenced by Hayek and, and, and Friedman. Sure, but those guys weren't politicians. They were idea men, right? Yeah, and so. that's, that's how I think libertarians, personally, I think libertarians in Britain, you know, personally, Brits will never vote for an ideology. They vote for policy. I mean, there were Thatcherites who wanted to take Thatcherism a lot further, and Margaret Thatcher told them, no, we wouldn't get elected if we did so. Mm -hmm. so yeah, you've got to have giveaways. You've got to give people I, freebies, I, or what they perceive as freebies. Well, for instance, they wanted to privatize the, the NHS, our universal health care system, and she said the electorate wouldn't buy it, which is true, actually. I believe that libertarians... If they want to have an influence on, 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 on the political sphere in this country, you know, don't form a party. Form think tanks, release documents. You know, maybe at some point in time they'll be picked up. Um, you know, the Libertarian Alliance were one of those think tanks behind Thatcherism. You know, you Zig, know, I agree with you. The ideas are, what's, are what are important. And if yeah. the Libertarian Party had actually stuck to its original mission of being an educational organization, yeah. then I wouldn't have anything to complain about. But because it is politics, inevitably, after, as soon as they became somewhat of a threat, they were taken over by uh, infiltrators who wanted to use to utilize the Libertarian Party to, pro, you know, to uh, promote their viewpoint and to promote their agenda and their candidates. And that's all it's really become is just a watered-down former ghost of itself, and, and a lot yeah. of people spent a lot of money and a lot of time on this, and I've read a lot of articles on the internet this week of people just looking back on the past and being very disappointed, and all, I mean, many people have been involved in the Libertarian Party for decades, luckily yeah. I only spent uh, half of a decade, many of these folks have been involved since the very beginning, and they've just watched it decline and decline and decline, but then again, what did you expect? It's politics, and if it's open to the public, then anybody can come in and they can just take it over, and then you've wasted all that effort, so yes, the ideas have stuck to some extent, yes, they have been uh, propagated by the Libertarian Party to some extent, I'm not going to down everything about the Libertarian Party, but today, today's Libertarian Party is a—it's a joke. And it, yeah. you know, just getting on the radio and talking about these things, I think I think Free Talk Live will probably be able. Not that I'm full of myself here, but I think realistically, just <laughs> looking approach. at what we have done, uh, Free Talk Live will have the opportunity to reach more people with a pure message of liberty than the Libertarian Party ever will have had the opportunity well, to didn't, reach. Didn't, didn't you say that the Libertarian... This is what surprised me. You said the other week that the Libertarian Party are unactive, in, sorry, inactive in, in New Hampshire, which 
really surprised me. They're out there, but I never hear about them doing anything. Gardner, you're more kind of tied into the political yeah, scene you know, here. It's, it's gone through a couple phases. Uh, they were real strong in the 1990s. So we actually had one woman who had, uh, Miriam Luce, who had gotten involved, and she actually was appointed as head of the Liquor Commission, but she couldn't get anywhere. And then the parties changed their rules because the Libertarian Party was uh, getting too many votes, according to the Republicans, and they were siphoning away votes. Yes, yeah, so they raised the threshold. Like, exactly. How can you win inside the system? You can't. The entire system is built against people like us. Zig, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate your patience. Let's yeah. go to Gene, the free marketeer hmm. in Tennessee. Gene, you normally are the, normally you call yourself the Christian anarchist. Now you're the Christian free marketeer. What's that all about? Did Gene drop? Gene going once, Gene going twice. Let's try this. Unscreened amp line. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Gene? Yeah, I was on on hold so long my battery went dead. You're Uh. calling yourself the Christian free marketeer now? What happened? Yeah. uh, Well, I thought I'd give it a shot, you know, but, you know, it just doesn't seem to have the same pizzazz or the punch as the Christian anarchist. It's not as shocking. I like Christian anarchists because it's shocking. Yeah. Yeah, well, because you said that you didn't like anarchists. And no, I don't. I for myself, anarchists. I would never label myself that. But I think for you, I think it's shocking to hear the words Christian and anarchist together, and people pay attention. Especially for Christians. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I thought I'd give it a shot. It doesn't sound too good. I think I'll stick with Christian anarchists. That just sounds like me. Were you calling about something else tonight? I'm calling about Hillary and Obama. Okay, hang on. We're going to bring you back. You can talk about that. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Plenty of time for your calls here. 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And guard. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Who is Poopin' von Schnuggenberger, and why does he call himself an anarcho-poopalist? And what the hell is an amphibious routini monster? Anarchyinyourhead.com is a webcomic about the philosophy of freedom in its purest form. Check in every Friday for a new strip and find bonus material throughout the week, all at anarchyinyourhead.com. That's anarchyinyourhead.com. As we continue here, Gene is on the line in Tennessee. Gene, your thoughts tonight? Well, I wanted to tell all your new listeners uh, what's going to happen in the election. Oh, go ahead. And, uh, yeah, this, uh, this is what I've been telling people for a while. It's going to be Hillary Obama. What do you mean? Versus, well, it's going to be Hillary and Hillary or President, Obama the, vice president. The super ticket. Okay. The super ticket. And, uh, of course, no Republican could beat it except for Ron Paul, and they will, uh, you know, they'll do everything they can to make sure that Ron Paul doesn't become the sure nominee. Sure they will. But uh, um, this is, uh, in fact, i got a steak dinner on the, that Hillary's going to win the nomination. I bet a guy uh, wow. steak dinner about two months ago <laughs> right that on. Hillary was going to win. Do you well, actually I have to cook the steak? No. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you no, should. Maybe you should get. Take me 
You, maybe you should have the steak dinner now and then do something else later because if you get the steak di- or buy the steak now and freeze it because the price of meat is going to go up more and more and more with the government restrictions on gasoline. So get yeah, it now, freeze it, you know. You save a couple that's pennies. True, but I don't intend to lose the bet, so uh, the Good other point. guy's going to have to worry about the price of that steak. Right on. Hey, right. You know what? You know what will be interesting though for me is I, w- I was talking with Rand Paul, Ron's son, on my show, and we were talking a little bit before off. Your the show, air. by the way, against the grain, available at your website, libertyconspiracy.com. Right on. And my book is over there too. Live free or die, folks. Oh, yes. So check it out. And you can order that through Amazon. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Amazon. Yeah, it's a good good book for Sorry, freedom Carter, lovers. Go ahead. Uh, no problem. Thanks for letting me uh, put in the plug. Um, and uh, I hope people will check it out. Live free or die. But um, um, yeah, I'm going to be interested to see whether or not the Republicans allow Ron Paul to speak in prime time. I know it's probably not a big deal for a lot of people. But at the convention? See, at the convention. Uh, it would be nice no, to see him do it. I'm sure that they won't do it. Uh, I'll be there. I'm, I'm planning to go to the uh, convention and protest outside with the uh, Ron Paul signs. And, I wonder what uh, kind of a crackdown they're going to have. Because I remember in 2000, you remember 2004 where they had it in New York City and the protesters were oh, rounded yeah, up yeah. and put in an old bus facility and just like locked up for yeah. hours and yeah, hours? fencing all around them. Do you think, that, you, you think oh. you're going to encounter something like that, Gene? Yeah, well, if you see somebody in a V for Vendetta costume being hauled off on TV, that'll be me. That's you. <laughs> so I'll, right be, uh, I'll be wearing the V for Vendetta outfit <laughs> and uh, awesome. carrying some signs around. Gene, any but, other thoughts? Uh, the reason I say Hillary's going to take this, and because uh, uh, I believe it was taken, she, she took care of this a long time ago. She paid off the, the uh, delegates, and she's got uh, the power and the uh, influence to do that. And all this election is is a WWF wrestling match. Yeah, I don't think McCain is even there to win it. He's a good friend of Hillary. I think he's there to throw the match to uh, to Hillary. It's all been preordained. Interesting. And uh, you have Gene's prediction. The only thing that can save us at this point is if uh, McCain keels over, which I keep praying for. Man, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Then Ron Paul would, like, get it by default. That would be so awesome. Gene, thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Dave in Tampa, who was listening on WFLA. He's been on hold so long. Third hour, uh, WFLA is not picking up quite yet. So, Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, first of all, first time I've heard your show. You're on for the first time tonight. I really yes, appreciate sir. it. It's great. Welcome Thanks. aboard. Sir. Um, thank you. Hey, do, um, do us a favor, if you would, uh, and contact uh, WFLA. Talk to Gabe Hobbs, the program director, via email or phone, and let him know what you, that you appreciate Free Talk Live. Yeah, it's a great idea. That's cool. Um, I don't know if you guys subscribe to the uh, American Free Press or not. Or I do not. That paper. I've, I've heard of them. Um, well, I had never heard of them, but a friend of mine just dropped off a stack of them, and it's really interesting. It's talking about uh, the Trilateralist Commission started back in 1973, the Bilderbergs, about 50 years ago, yeah. um, started by Rockefeller and the uh, Rothschilds. And it also talks in the paper uh, about how uh, the Trilateralists met in Washington, D.C., April 25th through the 28th uh, this year. Uh and it talks about NAFTA and the North American Union that they're trying to uh, put together that Ron Paul has talked about, but he's, you know, blacked out by the media. It also goes on to say how Hillary Clinton, Obama, and John McCain and President Bush are all part of the Trilateralist Commission, and that uh, goes on to talk about how Bush had a secret deal to blot out our borders. Um, it basically amounts to treason that he met with President uh Calderon from Mexico, the Canadian president in New Orleans, and that they have an SSP that they've agreed to 
It was a closed back doors deal that would merge our three nations into one North American Union. National sovereignty would be surrendered to the Union. This Talks is something about the new that, currency. Yeah, the, the Amero, right? This is uh, the Amero, right? Yeah. This is something that is certainly th- something people should keep an eye on. Uh, you know, I'm not somebody who's much into following the conspiracy theories, but I do understand and agree that all of these people in D.C., whether they're members of the CFR, or the Trilateral, or the Masons, or whatever the hell group they're they consider them themselves a member of. The fact is, these are people who are in search of power, they want to rule over other people, and they all are basically on the same team. That much yeah. I know is true. And, and I oh, know they, that they, have a, they actually have a list of who attended this year, uh, 2008 group. And I, mean, I don't really care. Not... I think all 534 of them are bad. I mean, with the exception of Ron Paul, I don't really need to see any list to know that the people in D.C. are bad news, and they aren't to be trusted. And the, uh, the Amero thing and the North American Union, it seems like it's in the cards. I mean, the South American American countries just formed a South American Union, I think, very recently. Of course, already the European Union exists, and certainly they, there have been some uh, some indicators that the North American Union is in the works. And it would certainly it would be a perfect move on their part to, uh, you know, the dollar is ailing, it's falling, people are are aware of that, and so it would be a very slick move of them to say, hey, everybody, look at the, here's a new currency, it's the Amero, and it's got colors in it, and it's pretty. And we're going to give you one, and and you know what they'll do? They'll say, hey, Americans, the Amero is ten times as valuable as the dollar. You give us ten dollars, and we'll give you one Amero. And we're back to where we started again. You watch, and I bet you a thousand dollars that it will not have in God we trust on that Amero. Well, I... You know, whatever. That's but, just a minor issue. The issue, the issue about the currency is the fact that it's printed by the government and it's backed by nothing, not what's exactly. written on it. The issue is that it's not backed by anything tangible, and so therefore they can print out as much of it as they want, thereby inflating the uh, the the currency. Thereby, uh, that essentially becomes a hidden tax on your savings and my savings. And Dave, I thank you for the call tonight, and I hope you'll continue to listen there on WFLA in Tampa as we continue with your calls about whatever you want. It's Chris in Miami listening on WFTL. No, Chris is gone. My apologies. Let's try Kevin listening on WXNT. Hello, Kevin. Kevin, going once. Kevin. Hi, well, I'm here. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, can you hear me? We yeah. got you. Yeah, I got a question about the Tesla thing. Okay. Yeah. What happened? I got my girlfriend listening, and she doesn't believe that libertarians are awesome. Uh, that's my point, is that we're awesome. I, you you stress that to her. <laughs> And you take I don't her know much nice about the Tesla and, thing, Guard. What, what about oh, there's Tesla? Some, there's some interesting things. Uh, History Channel recently had a piece on Tesla. It was fascinating. And also uh, there's a, there are a number of books on Tesla. He was obviously a, a genius with electromagnetism and energy and uh, the radio spectrum, radar, uh, basically created by Tesla. Uh, a lot of people look at uh, some of the things that General Electric did in working with the government. Um, when Tesla passed away... Uh, Well, there were some things that happened to Tesla while he was alive regarding patents and things like that where large corporations that were connected with the government basically ripped him off and he had no recourse to be able to to do anything about it. Uh, They just took his stuff and uh, GE is one of the big companies that was behind this. Uh, But in addition to that, after he died, he had all these amazing developments that were not yet in in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. The government went into his apartment in New York, took everything and didn't release any of this stuff until years later when suddenly there were all these files that every, a lot of his friends said he had been working on and they, they didn't exist anymore. What happened to them? 
A lot of people think the, the uh, DOD took all his stuff and used it. Hang on, dude. If you got more comments, we'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. Swampy's on the line in uh, Montana. We'll talk to him in your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Only moments remain. Just enough time, maybe, for your call. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so... Enjoy them on us. And if you enjoyed the show and you like Free Talk Live, you want to help us out a little bit, then go shopping at store.freetalklive.com. Get great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more all over there at store.freetalklive.com. As we go back to your calls, Kevin, listening on WXNT. Kevin, did you have any other thoughts for us tonight? I wanted to make sure we gave you a chance. Kevin's gone. Let's go instead to Vince in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Vince. Hey Vince. Hello. Hey, Vince. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark's not you? here. It's Ian and Gardner tonight. Oh, it's Ian. Oh, okay. Gardner, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the last Libertarian Convention and Bob Barr. Yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm kind of, ooh, because Bob Barr was part of this. Yeah, he's bad like, news. Like said, welfare, welfare. Bob Barr is the worst thing that could ever have happened to the Libertarian Party, but Gardner, he asked for your comments, so go ahead. Well, you know, uh, I go back and forth on this. I have mixed feelings about it. I feel very strongly that Bob Barr, uh, even though he has been trying to intimate that he's, or explicitly say that he's uh, changed his ways on a number of policies that are very pro-state from the past, uh, he has not renounced. In fact, he has supported an, a continuation of the drug war. That bothers me. Uh, he has uh, implied that he would interfere in the, the affairs of other nations, even if the United States uh, security was not directly threatened, which is not constitutional. Um, and that's I, the tip of the iceberg right. with this guy. Who knows yeah. what else he thinks? There's not a lot of info on his website as far as his positions on many important libertarian issues. And really, it's just a, Bob Barr's result of what has been happening to the Libertarian Party over the past several years, and that is it's been infiltrated by people that are not libertarians. They would probably be better labeled as Republicans. They're and very they've, conservative They've turned the party into Republican, into Republican light. That's and, it, and that's all. And, you know, I, I, I have a lot of commonalities with a lot of these people. I was with a lot of them at this dinner in Washington, and uh, and we all believe, well, I was at this competitive enterprise dinner, and there was a, a very sizable portion of that population which are still registered Republicans. They believe mostly in free markets. We have a lot of commonalities, and I think to myself, Mostly okay, doesn't cut it. Well, that's the problem. You know, when you've got a candidate who's supposedly representing a certain movement, um, it's going to be very hard. I want to see what he does on television. We'll see about that. But personally, I I wish they had picked someone else. Vince, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Yep, 800-259-9231. I haven't seen any of it, but I heard something about apparently he appeared on Hannity's show. I don't know if it was his radio or TV. Mm -hmm. And Hannity was was holding his feet to the fire on the drug issue because, uh, you know, Bob Barr has sort of said something positive about medical marijuana but that's about as far as he's gone and so Hannity says well what about heroin and and all that because people know if they've heard of the libertarian party they might have heard that we're uh in that we're for ending the war on drugs and I say we I'm not involved in the I I shouldn't say that because I'm not involved in the libertarian party anymore I revoked my membership uh but libertarians are for uh the freedom of choice uh, for yeah, individuals know. choosing for themselves and not having to go into a jail cell for it. And this guy was like, oh, well, I wouldn't legalize heroin. I wouldn't legalize. Oh, You're done, See, dude. Look, I, have next, I don't want anything to do with this next cat. couple of weeks. I'm probably going to have him on my show because I'm friends with the people who are handling his PR thing. They're, they're really good people. And we agree on like eight out of 10 issues, maybe 7.5 out of 10 issues. 
Uh, they're they're pretty decent people, but they, they, it's a different matter to be working with people who are allies uh, versus people who are in your party, supposedly in your party, and are supposed to be representing your party's platform. They changed the platform. They got rid of many things a number of years ago that really represented the, the whole idea of the uh, uh, non non initiation of force concept. Right. Um, so that's what it's all about. That's I don't know what, liber- what I'm going to do when I'm that's talking about being a libertarian is all about. It's about supporting that non-aggression principle that we don't believe in aggressing against our neighbors. If our neighbors are doing something right. we disagree with, we'll ostracize Precisely. them. We'll talk about it, but we're not going to throw them in a jail cell if they're not hurting somebody else. That we it's honor the good our policy. we honor our neighbors' choices. And right. this Bob Barr character doesn't even come close no, to that. No, and it's funny. The first person I heard articulate the concept. Called the good neighbor policy was Mary Ruard, who could have who been almost won. nominated. She, it was close. Unfortunately, thanks she to Rodney Allen Rippey, Wayne Allen Root, she would have been the best candidate because she's a true principled libertarian who gets it. She's been involved for a long time, for decades. Whereas this Bob Barr just joined hey, up a year ago. You know, I, and I've heard people. Let's say, put a plug in for Mary while oh, we're at it here her book. because she's fantastic. Her book, Healing Our World, is one of the best books yes. I've ever read. It was probably one of the more formative books on my my ideology essentially, and you can go to her website at uh, ruart.com, R-U-W-A-R-T.com, in fact, and download and it free. Healing Our World was what inspired me to do Live Free or Die. That's really? the reason that my book exists, is because I read hers. we got to get to these calls. Uh, let's talk to Swampy in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Swampy. Hello, Swampy. Hey, how you doing, boys? Hey, what's Good. on your mind? Yeah, um, I heard you mention uh, WFLA and... Uh, Florida. Yes, sir. I, I'm not sure what what you got, what was going on there with that, but I, I thought, see, that's where my mama lives. Uh, that's our newest affiliate. We're now on WFLA on Saturday nights. Okay. Well, I, my question's real simple. She, you know, I've been I've been trying to tell her that you guys are really, you know, for sure rawhide people, and uh, she uh, she says, well, how can I listen to them? What what kind of what channel is? You know, she like me. She's a we're just old uh, hillbillies, mm-hmm. and uh, except I live in Montana, so she she doesn't and, have the uh, internet, huh? No, she she doesn't really. Uh, my sister does, but she does she doesn't have access to mm. it. And Shelly, my sister's on always on the run. So what what uh, channel would she catch you on? She can get us on nine seventy WFLA in the Tampa Bay area Saturday nights from seven to nine o'clock Eastern time. And to anybody else, it's so on, yes nine nine seventy. Yep, WFLA. And, WFLA. And that's from 7 to 9. That's Eastern Time on Saturdays only. So there you go, Swampy, and I thank you for your call tonight, sir. 800, yes, sir, 800-259-9231. You know, real briefly, when you are on the Internet and you're immersed in the world of the Internet, it can be real easy to forget about those people out there who are not. And it can be real, you know, you're, you're surround, you surround yourself with other people that are online, all your buddies are online, your friends are online, and, and it's easy to forget the, there's a significant percentage of Americans that either is not online at all, like Swampy's mom, or they only go online while they're at work to do work-related things. Very, very rarely do they get online at home. So there's, there's a lot of Americans still that are not heavy or even moderate users of the Internet. And so that's one of the reasons why some of our Internet listeners are, why are you guys trying to get on radio stations? Radio's out, man. It's on the way so out. Mean. And no, radio's not on the way out. Radio has tremendous market, uh, marketplace penetration. There's no other media that has the penetration that radio does. I think it's like 98% of Americans have multiple 
multiple radios in their house and their car. And so people are still out there listening to the radio. And if we want the message of liberty to penetrate the American population, radio is a significant uh, factor in all of that. You can use one to influence the other and back and forth. It's great. It's a nice symbiotic relationship you've got here with Free Talk Live. It's terrific, and I hope it grows by leaps and bounds. It's just awesome. We continue and talk to Lee, also listening in Kalispell on KGEZ. Hello, Lee. Lee. Hello, hello. Hey, uh, dude. Today I'm going to give you three uh, quick statements. Make them quick because we're you short on time. You in the amount of time you have. Number one, I've been following Harry Brown since the late 70s. Never joined. I watched the Libertarians continue to. Everybody wants to be leaders, not supporters. That's kind of the way I boil it up real quick. Number two is uh, Gene Man. He, he's got his prediction. I've, I've had mine running, and uh, it cost me a little more than a steak dinner. But uh, <laughs> I think it'll be Hillary Obama, but it'll be McCain and uh, Romney. And if McCain accidentally has to bow out for health mm. reasons... Then Romney will get it. Romney had a tremendous amount of support till bam, all of a sudden it was like 180 out. So. Yeah, yeah. That's but point. we can't predict any of that, but the point is, if either of them go, Ron Paul still doesn't get to play, unfortunately. Oh, what a bummer. And Thanks for pointing your that friend, out, Lee. Uh, Garth, I guess it is. Guard. Yes, sir. Guard? Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, at least uh, you seem Tesla smart, unlike your uh, cohort there, uh, Ian. I was telling him about the HARP program, H-A-A-R-P, and he knows that's a conspiracy theory. Unfortunately, it was invented by Tesla, and it was a derivative of, if you've read his books, yep. of how he almost brought down a, you know, an apartment building with a, a device the size of a boombox. Yeah, he was an amazing and, guy. And, you know, 50 years later, we kind of figured out enough to make it work. In fact, that's um, what it's all about. So, you well, Lee, if it's true, if the harp thing is true, and I don't believe it because I consider well, government to be Garth inept. Read some of the stuff; it's pretty close. Garth, do there. you believe that the government has a three billion dollar radio transmitter that they're using to control people's minds? Not billion dollars; it's billion, three billion watts. watts. Yes, I understand the equipment is there, but do you believe that it's controlling people's minds, Gardner? No, oh. it's controlling. It's for instance, possibly earthquakes, metal waves, things like that. It goes through the ground. Thanks, Lee. We're out of time. Guard, what do you think? I, I don't believe it, but yeah. it's wonderful speculation. Either way, you get rid of the federal government, you'll get rid of HARP, too. <laughs> All right, we're done here. It has been Ian here with you. And Guard. Back on Monday. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And I wish you a happy and safe weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.